Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moon and Katherine Taylor. Hey, Christy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm really excited about our episode this week because we have our OG guest back. We do. Celebrating our birthdays. I know. <laughs> well, literally, it was just her birthday right. yesterday for Easter, but it's the birthday of Girls Gone Gravel podcast. One year old. One year old. We made it through a pandemic. Thank goodness. Uh, so it's really fun, um, to have Allison back on the podcast yeah. today. And she was obviously super chatty, super like stoke level high. So she's usually pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just to hear, fun to hear kind of some of the lessons she learned this past year and also the things that she's excited about and yes. coming up, but, uh, Speaking of things that we're excited about in the year coming up, we are actually re-recording this intro because there's something really exciting coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's like a, we're getting to have a, a birthday celebration for our audience here. So. I know. <laughs> We've got a special deal for you. We do. And we have a, a, another special guest just for that. Yeah, uh, we got Michelle Duffy back on. Hey, Michelle. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be back on with you. Yeah. That's on one year. I didn't even know that this is the one year podcast. So I feel extra excited. Extra now. special. <laughs> I, know. I know we should all have on birthday hats, but we don't. <laughs> uh, well, Michelle, if people don't remember, so you were on, oh gosh, I think it was last summer or sometime we had you on, but uh, you work for Lifetime, which is the company that hosts um, Unbound and Big Sugar. And uh, is there something you want to tell us about? <laughs> yes. Um, we launched a brand new event. Um, we're calling it a dirt fest because it's a gravel, um, gravel ride and a off-road run, uh, e event weekend, uh, called the rad. Uh, we just launched it this past weekend down in Trinidad, Colorado, which is, uh, Southern Colorado, just a little over 10 miles North of the New Mexico border. 
and it's a beautiful area. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely a, stunning. Um, okay. How the heck did you find Trinidad, Colorado? Because Christy <laughs> has been telling me like, you should check out Trinidad, Colorado. <laughs> I'm like, I looked it up on the map and I was like, how the heck did anybody find this? Yeah, it's so random. Um, we at Lifetime were trying to think about how we can uh, grow our trail running portfolio, uh, seeing that the industry on the run side of the house is definitely starting to make that shift um, to dirt, uh, which cycling has you know, put some put some big power into transitioning into over the last few years, um, but we haven't really done the same on the trail running side of the house. So it's kind of started there. Colorado had dubbed their newest state park um, in Trinidad, Colorado. It's a park called Fisher's Peak and it's the newest state park in the state. And it's a byproduct of Trinidad trying to re-identify themselves um, as they have done many times over history. Um, But this time like trying to take a um, a, less of a boomer bust approach to the town success and more of a long-term play and realizing like outdoor recreation and tourism is something that that town is set up for. Uh, so they have been investing heavily in outdoor rec. And so it started with exploring that town um, alongside Tim Brocious, who's our Leadville Race Series event director um, for a run. And when he got down there and started to make some connections, there was another individual down there, uh, Juan de la Roca, who has been um, putting together some gravel rides. And the more that time that they spent down there, uh, the more we realized we actually were really onto something even more so on the gravel side of the house than anything else. And it just kind of has blossomed since then. You spend a few minutes in that downtown and it's it's very obvious as to why this would be a, a, a great destination. There's more um, old restored buildings in the town of Trinidad than in any other place in Colorado. Um, So the architecture is the original architecture that was built there. A huge reason why all those buildings are still there is they were, they used to be too poor to be able to um, refurbish them. Um, But now that as the town is growing, they've been able to actually save all of these old buildings um, so the town is just really wonderful. Uh, the community is amazing and the gravel is really, really rad. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun so you, all, you all did a big uh, launch event this past weekend. <clears throat> Christy, did you ride or did you yeah. ride around in the van? You rode? Yeah, I rode. Um, it was the first time back in the saddle for me in a while, like in a legit capacity. So um, I think Michelle did that to me on purpose. So um <laughs> Get your butt back out there. (laughs) Tell us what the gravel's like. Um, Well, it's really buttery. It's fast and smooth. Um, There's one section on the course that's um, kind of a low maintenance mud mud road that's probably my favorite part of the course, but it's just sweeping views. And, you know, when you're going out, you're seeing the Spanish peaks. When you're coming back in, you're looking at Fisher's Peak. It's just awesome. There's old ruins. Um, there's tons of history on the course, which is also really cool. Um, when we went down to kind of had our first scouting as a team, um, it just really resonated. It, it felt like a really great fit for the gravel community. Um, and I think the run side is going to be super, just really fun as well. So I'm really looking forward to what's going to, what we're going to get to see come out of Trinidad. And I think, you know, it really it's going to be so transformative to that community as well. And I think that's always kind of exciting to help a community of people um, 
reestablish our identity and we're going to get to do that down there so yeah we we've been their their community officials are so amazing and they have a vision and we're just really lucky that we get to be their partner along the mm -hmm. journey um, partnering with them this early when they're just starting to shape what they want to become as a town and um, we're fortunate enough to get to grow with them which is really exciting uh, that sounds fantastic I was looking at the pictures over on Instagram over the weekend and it looked amazing um yeah so I'm super excited about it is it something you can do a run and then a, a ride the next day is it set up like that or do you have to choose yeah you could do both um we'll have the ride on Saturday and the run on Sunday so the ride distances are 40 miles, 90 miles, and 165 miles. And then the run is a half marathon or 50K. And similar to the to the gravel side of the house, the run, it's it's tamer entry level to trail running. So a mix of gravel roads and trail. So they, they are good options for people that are just starting to get into the ultra space as well. Michelle, if you all just put a swim on Friday, you could have your own <laughs> off-road triathlon. <laughs> And there's a great lake for that there. So who knows? Stay tuned. <laughs> there's somebody crazy that's going to do that. We'll come out and do a swim on Friday and then the ride on Saturday and the run on Sunday. I challenge somebody to do that. There actually. you go. Uh, well, one of the reasons that we uh, squeezed you into this episode is because there's some really exciting things launching this week that women um, and other underrepresented groups at the start lines are going to want to know about. So why don't y'all tell us about that? Yeah, um, so official registration for the RAD launches on April 13th, um, which is next week. But this week on April 8th, uh, we will be launching two different initiatives. So the first is early registration and 20% off for underrepresented groups, including women, non-binary, and BIPOC individuals. Um, so they can have from April 8th through April 12th to get there get in there early. Um, we don't know what's gonna happen with registration, but it seems that on the gravel side of the house, things are moving really quickly. Um, so that, that should give them um, a couple days to get in there. Um, the other really exciting initiative we have is we're giving away uh, 30 scholarship opportunities. So we'll be opening a scholarship application on April 8th and keeping it open through the 15th. And the application um, will be for the same group, uh, women, non-binary, BIPOC individuals, and we'll be giving away 30 entries and lodging um, for, for folks that wanna come down and participate in the event. So we'll just be asking questions like, what are some of the barriers for you? Why are you really excited about coming to participate in Trinidad? And then um, we'll be awarding 30 recipients with entry and lodging. Um, so we're really, really excited. It's the first time that we've done a scholarship type program um, like this uh, across all three of those groups. So uh, that that will be awesome, um, April 8th through April 15th. And in the event that the that the event sells out prior to April 15th, anyone that did enter the application and not get selected will still be given the opportunity to register. So they won't miss out on participating altogether. Um, so I just want to note that you're not, you're not rolling the dice on it. We'll make sure that all applicants do get in. That is fantastic. I love that you are just thinking about all up underrepresented people getting to the starting line. Um, yeah, they're facing enough challenges. So this is, 
it feels good to be able to do stuff like this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, like if somebody was going to come there, how do they, how do you get there? Well, Trinidad's actually the second most traveled port of entry into Colorado, uh, to Denver because they do have the Amtrak train run through there. And then, um, it's right off I-25. So it's, it is like the stop. Many people have been through Trinidad and never spent time in the town of Trinidad. They've gotten their gas or their Starbucks coffee um, going into New Mexico on their way to Texas um, or coming up into Colorado. So by car, that would be the easiest way. Um, otherwise, you can fly into Colorado Springs is an hour and a half. Santa Fe and Albuquerque are around two three. hours. Yeah, they're three. <clears throat> or Denver, if you wanted to make it a longer weekend trip, Denver would be about three hours. So the closest airport is Colorado Springs. Awesome. And then what's lodging and stuff going to be like in Trinidad? Yeah. So that was a concern until we got down there a few months ago and they have, they have more hotels than Emporia does. Mm -hmm. um, and they're in the process of building a Hilton. So there'll be, I think that'll make it six hotels plus lots of like bed and breakfasts some smaller stop, stop and go motels, um, but then Airbnbs and house rentals. There's plenty down there. It, it actually really is becoming, starting to become a destination for people. So because of that lodging, they've already been on that game. So we should be okay. So, front. but an insider tip might be if you apply early and get in, go ahead and get your housing right yeah. away. Reserve I will it. say I've had a few people since we launched the event just on Saturday say that they've already booked hotels, um, like people that were not even present. So if you're listening to this and you plan to attend, I would just get on there. Yeah. Reserve your hotel for that weekend. Yeah. Well, well, I think that this seems like a great extension of the girls gone gravel road trip. <laughs> road trip. I, I agree. I was thinking of you this weekend. So, so I'm sure we will be there. Um, well, Christy for sure will be there. But <laughs> I'm sure you I also want to note it's like super family friendly too. This Very. town is really family friendly. They already planned on closing down Main Street this weekend for tons of festivities. They have a really cool museum, super funky art culture throughout town. Um, the river runs right through it. We had coworkers that went out and went fly fishing right in town. So. Um, bring your family to uh, if you are thinking about coming down because it's, it's a great, great town for the whole fam. Well, I, <laughs> that's my cat. Um, <laughs> I can't wait uh, to get there. And, and it's the first weekend in October, right? That's also yeah. another important piece. Yeah. First, what's the weather going to be like there then? It's going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we ordered. Yeah, we ordered that already. We put in our request. <laughs> uh, very little rain down there. It's, it is the desert. We, we've said this terrain is like, if you want to see everything in color, all of Colorado's terrain, you can get that on this course. You start yeah. in like ranch land, uh, Eastern Colorado type terrain, winds through cannons, chillier on top, very little rain around here. I mean, it was 70 degrees for us this weekend down there. Hopefully we get the same thing in November, but the Aspens are popping. October. Yeah, October. <laughs> I don't know why. October. We have a lot of events, Michelle. October second and third. That's those are the dates. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you are planning to go and you're in our Facebook group, go ahead and drop us a note that that you registered so we can start to like connect people that are going. 
our Facebook group, y'all just hit 5,000 members today. Great. So, so happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun. We got a lot of candles to blow out. <laughs> I remember like a year, it was a little over a year ago and you guys had just started the Facebook group, Catherine, and there was a few hundred people in it. And I was like, wow, they've gotten 300 people in like three days. And now you're a year later and you've hit 5,000. And I always see people from different countries and everything in there. It's really amazing. Yeah. All built in a year. It's really cool. It's, it's like, and it, the number of people that are brand new to gravel that are coming in, because I ask how long have you been riding gravel? And I would say a third are brand new to gravel. I'm very excited. Many I'm very excited about events. So people will be really excited to hear one of lifetime events is still, still available and fresh start. No, no, Betty's deferring. There's lots yeah. of spots. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle, thanks awesome. so much for popping in and joining us today. Um, and just for organizing these amazing events. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Um, Christine. I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in a few days. <laughs> That's so don't stop the podcast right now. Now we've got Allison Tetrick as our guest for today's podcast. Hey, Christy. Hi, Catherine. Hey, are you thinking about your 2021 gravel adventures? I don't know who isn't thinking of 2021 gravel adventures. I know. Well, I kind of have a new bucket list race. What is it? It is a gravel stage race right outside of Calgary, Canada called the Trans Rockies Gravel Royale. Have you heard of this? Um, you know what? I have. I think it sounds amazing. Four days, four days of riding, 230 miles. 23,000 feet of climbing and it's all in the Canadian Rockies. I think that sounds epic. Yeah, it's set up where they carry your tents, cook your food and provide your medical support and more. And like set up a big party every night. That is the best kind of glamping right there. Yeah, it's really the only kind of glamping I will do. <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> and you know what's cool is they are holding early bird spots for women because they're really working to get more women on the starting line. So if people are interested, where do you think they should go, Christy? Uh, TransRockiesGravelRoyale.com. I bet that site's got all the information. I think it does. And fingers crossed we'll be at some awesome 2021 adventure soon. Christy, do you know one thing that I'm really sick of? What is that? All the freaking trends and they're coming out in wellness. Like Ethan, uh, avoid that. I don't even yeah, know where to start. I, yeah. I don't know where to start. I don't know who to trust. Yeah. But we have a new sponsor that I'm pretty excited about. Have you, have you yes. done your stuff? Yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah. So Inside Tracker is our new sponsor and they're going to cut through all the noise and they're going to analyze our blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. And then we get personalized science-backed trackable action plans for how we should eat, age. We need that and perform better. I know. I'm excited. It's the cool thing about it is it's, it's cheaper and it's way more convenient than the traditional blood tests. Um, they include biomarkers that are key to performance. So, so information that we're not getting from traditional blood tests. Um, and I think my favorite part is that they're not just going to give us the data, but they're providing us with nutrition and lifestyle tips to help us take action and cut through the noise. Yes. I love that. Cause I feel like whenever I go to the doctor and I get blood tests, I have no idea what to do with them. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I don't, they don't apply to like 
whatever I'm doing. Um, and the good news is because they are a sponsor of the podcast, all of you all get 25% off their entire store. You just go yes. to insidetracker.com slash girls gone gravel. Change is an inside job. Start on the inside. Hi, Catherine. How are you today? <laughs> you be, I'm so proud of you, Christy, because this is our one year anniversary. birthday or anniversary show. Hmm. Or anniversary. I think it's our birthday. It's our birthday. You get cake on a birthday. Do you get cake on an anniversary? I don't think you do. No, you get some sort of cotton or something. Yeah. So <laughs> or lead or I don't know. It's our it's our birthday show and you have embraced starting the podcast. I don't know if embraced is the right word, but uh I've definitely put my big girl chamois on a time or two and been able to uh you know move outside my comfort zone and start the podcast. So I there love you it. Go. And that fits perfectly with our one year guest that we have back. Our very first guest, we have Allison Tetrick back. Yeehaw. I'm so excited to be here and uh, have you guys as friends and, and life partners. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wow. I mean, remember last year at this time, we thought, oh, this like little COVID thing might last a couple of months or something. Yeah, that what that's what we thought, right? We didn't like, so the first podcast I did, we thought it was actually a podcast. We didn't even videotape it. It's no, okay. I didn't have makeup on. So you didn't fine. know that we were on video. You just didn't show up with your video. <laughs> no, because I didn't have makeup on. I don't know if I had a shirt on. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't have pants on. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, who does video calls? Like what's Zoom? You know? <laughs> yeah, let's, I mean, seriously, like, look, think about just that little bit, how much our, lives have changed from that perspective, like the number of Zoom calls and Google Meets and what other ones are out there that, oh, free conference, um, Teams, Teams, like I've learned all of these platforms. I'm still not very good at it, but it's because I really don't want to do it <laughs> so, out of necessity, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I usually set a precedence for a camera off. So I like, Cause I don't want to get dressed. And then I didn't know, like you need good lighting too. Like now we all know the places in our house. Like you're in this little like nook corner there. It's great. <laughs> Lighting's fantastic. And I'm like, Oh, I need to open this shade. I can't be backlit. You know, I can't just sit in this and like, and do it in bed. Like, like pretty much is what I did on our first podcast. <laughs> it's like, yep. Gonna pour myself a cocktail and just sit here. <laughs> Jen. And what is this that we're doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for uh, dressing up for our birthday show. You got some you're very fun on over there. Yeah. Well, I got the Legion. I I I, I bought with them one of these Legion shirts, and I liked it because it was tie dye. Because you know I like tie dye, and I got my bandana on. I don't know. I'm just like you're dressing you're up, looking for you. very festive for sure. Yeah. I like I'm just it. trying to um, make myself feel more awake <laughs> than I do <laughs> right now. And, and for those that are listening, it is 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Like I should be awake, but talking, talking is a whole nother thing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We've got you. <laughs> You're good at talking. I'm yeah. very confident of that. So, well, tell us, um, so a year ago, we were talking about the races that we might go to. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't go to any races. So what was, uh, 2020 like for you? Um, uh, I, 
feel selfish saying and you know it's kind of a little bit of the shame like where you're like okay this was nice like it was a really nice reset for me to be mm. honest like yes I am terrified there's a bunch of anxiety on like what's going on in the world and I'm worried about my friends and loved ones and like civil unrest like obviously a lot of heavy things happened in 2020 um some very necessary some absolutely terrifying but to be home you know in April through July through August like until now like it was it was really nice because I have been on the road for the last uh 12 years of my career and to be home and present um I felt very fortunate uh having a good spot and um so it was difficult but it was a nice um centering moment like to try to figure out what to do with that like I don't know it it sounds uh so I I think it's just it's when I was dealing with injuries and setbacks in a career with you know head injuries pelvis divorce you know all these things that like hit you like really hard life things and um a friend said to me once this too is a gift and I hated the quote because it made me really angry but I have used that as a mantra a lot because you go all right well life just went upside down like there goes all my plans like what am I and then you go this too is a gift and you think about what you're going to do with that um and I didn't do anything I just stayed at home and sheltered in place and didn't do anything for a long time and then that's where it didn't take, it was what, I, I think uh, August or so, like that's when I finally I'm like, I'm gonna start an LLC. I'm gonna sell bandanas and I'm going to like raise money for scholarships for NICA's NorCal High School Cycling League. And I'm gonna do this. And I thought I was gonna like write a book and have like, I don't know, a come to Jesus moment. And I didn't, but I just did something and I, I'm proud about that. And it was a, it was just, you know, and it doesn't matter if you conquered a challenge, a, you know, all of these things, like I found those very stressful. So I hid from that, you know, there was, everyone was like Everestine and doing like crazy 350 miles self-supported rides. I'm like, Oh, should I do that? But I didn't want to, yeah. like it, it gave me so much anxiety to like do that. Like I was nervous. So I just like sat at home and I loved being at home, but I felt insecure about staying at home. And now I look back and I'm like, no, I, I handled it just the way I, I could have. Um, I don't know if that resonates with anybody, but it was. No, I think that's really, I think that's really good. I think last year was a lot about um, finding and giving grace mm -hmm. level and including to yourself. Um, it was just so, <clears throat> it just kind of sucked, but didn't, then there were parts of it that didn't suck. So. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it totally sucked. But then I felt, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a event organizer and you're in the thick of things. I'm an athlete that should go to events. And so there are parts where you're like, well, that just hit the fan. Like, what are we going to yeah. do? And then like another thing hits a fan and it's ugly and gnarly and, you know, not a pretty place, but then you can't change that. And then I also, all I, I guess I wanted to address the fact that how I, if you're like, Hey, I'm having a good day, even though like work life, the economy, whatever is like going through the I don't know, insert swear word here. Like you could swear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going that way. Like, what if you just have a good day and you want to say you're having a good day? Like, yeah. and you don't like, 
it could be very minute, but it's just, I think it's, yeah, giving yourself grace and then like accepting the beautiful little things we have along the way. They're little breadcrumbs and just kind of like doing what you can and doing the best for you and others. And like also assuming they're doing their best. Yeah. Because people look really crappy on the internet these days. (laughs) It is true. I have noticed um, fewer, I love my life. selfie posts, which I think is okay. Cause I think like sometimes those posts for people trying to convince themselves they love their life. Yeah. Uh, Cause life is good and bad. Like it's all a mix. You can't, it's, we're not always happy and we're not always sad. Like if, if we want to always be ha- like, I actually had a podcast and she was like, if you're always happy, life would be really boring. <laughs> like when we're not happy is when we change and we innovate and we create new things and we solve problems. So it should be a mix. I just, I hope, I think, I think of, you know, and maybe this is kind of something to talk about too, is just like the lessons that we've learned from a year of pandemic and sheltering in place. And I, I really, I really enjoyed the pace, um, the shift of, you know, not this pressure to work a 60 to 80 hour work week every week. Um, and I think if there's anything I'm nervous about is that I think as I think largely we did that pretty well, um, as a society. And I really hope there was a lesson that was learned there that we don't, we don't need to be workaholics to be successful. Um, I'm trying to hold on to that as I think, as I see things kind of ramping back up going, wait a second, I don't, I don't want to go back to all of that and, and, and to that level of stress and anxiety that definitely was there. So, you know, I'm hoping we hang on to that lesson. We'll see. But yeah, I think that wasn't something important. Also flexibility. Like I've worked remotely for the last whatever, 10 years or so, but was turned down for several jobs or contracts because I was remote. Mm -hmm. And then you know, one was like really heartbreaking last year, like right before the pandemic. And I'm like, dream job, got the contract. And then they're, you know, wanted me to move. And I just like, well, no, I've been successful in this role. And now, I mean, if they just had two months more, like, if they knew it now, would have been normal. Been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been normal. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, and it's so cool that you started your LLC because that's, yeah. I know you would always kind of been like, what is this going to look like for me? What could I do? And, and you, not only did you start the LLC, but it's been successful and you've actually changed the lives of what, what did you say? You've had five. Yeah. So Blaze and I started Saga Ventures in the summer and we started it for a couple other projects, but mainly to first do a difference. And so we worked with Sarah Sturm, who's been on the podcast. Uh, Sturmy's amazing. She designed our bandanas and we, um, sold them. And so we've for, um, nonprofit work. And so we sold, uh, enough for five scholarships for North NorCal high school cycling league for more women on bikes. And, uh, we're going to be able to attend or me cause it's girls only. Um, we're going to attend the, uh, grit, uh, cycling camp in Petaluma. It's actually in Petaluma Christy, which is where That's I live. awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, five scholarships and then I'm going to do a starter, like cycling cat, like kit for them. So, uh, camelbacks throwing in, you know, vests or, you know, and, uh, bottles and specializes doing helmets kit. So they're going to be ready to rock and roll. Like 
lasagna like lights and gps's so they're going to show up and they don't know this but they don't listen to the podcast probably and <laughs> i don't know who they are yet so but uh five young uh, uh student athletes will be able to have scholarships to race for norcal high school cycling league which is close to where i live and then have a little like cycling starter kit pack from you know people we love like chamois butter lasagna and you know like my sponsors so that was nice. an easy thing to do yeah that's awesome super cool what else are you all doing with what under the company? Cause you're not just doing bandanas, right? No, we're doing like, uh, community building brand activation. So, um, from my, uh, other job outside of riding bikes with you guys, um, I, I work in marketing and communications. So managing social brand activation, brand refreshes, and then just building community, um, ideally around the endurance sports market, but, um, I also specialize in biotechnology and things like that. So people, things will put people to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really fun and, and a nice way to just pivot. Um, so we can do some consulting and yeah, I, I was in a newsletter that came out the other day. They called me a community organizer, which made me feel very That's weird. kind of like Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that's what she said though literally that is what she said she's like this sounds like obama and i was like yeah don't put i, I i'm not that i'm not that special it's not my house <laughs> you heard it here ali is announcing her campaign <laughs> no that's I don't have 2024 that. christy's seen me cry too many times to know <laughs> i just think you get so real with all the snot coming out of your nose <laughs> You should have seen me yesterday. I had like a full like snot, like mud, like mustache. Oh, and like, God. it was like, should I wipe that off? No, I'm just going to take a photo. I'm like, wipe it off. <laughs> like, I was like, like, I was like selfie on the trail. And I looked, I was like, good thing I have a bandana on. And then like, it wouldn't even come off. Like, I don't even know what ends up. It on was, it was like concrete. Oh, it was stuck. <laughs> so bad. I have to say, I, I've become a big bandana fan since these bandanas came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worn them on a lot of things and I get a lot of compliments on them whenever I wear it. And, but it's just like a nice, like, I like the buff too, but there's something on the bandana. Like, as it gets warmer, you can get some more air on your neck. I don't know. What yeah. I, mean. I think, um, you know, that, that first, that first, uh, design, that's your starter pack. Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of branch off of that. Maybe each of the events that you do this year, you design a bandana around. That'd be cool. Yeah. Catherine and I have talked about some of that ideas and then I have one other option too, for another cause. Yeah. I didn't plan to be the bandana person, but I think it'll be really fun. I think you embrace that. Yeah. It goes, it goes with your whole vibe. Goes so, vibe. I like it. It's an easy yeah. thing to buy too. Cause you know, I pay like a huge shipping. Oh yeah. Charge for it. Yeah. Um, you guys totally rock it. I love all the photos. So, uh, a, a lot of women will tag me and, and men as well on um, with their bandana photo. I, they are so good. Like the smiles are on gravel roads somewhere. Like, <laughs> they've gone international. I've shipped to like Europe and Australia. Nice. And yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's super I fun, but I love the photos and like, it's just what the bike should bring, right? You know, because when you usually have the bandana on, it's like just blissful or they're on their pets, which is also adorable. Oh, um, I've sent you those that. pictures of all my pets and I put yeah. one on my dog and it was really cute. And you were like, put it back on the cat. Like, 
true statement. <laughs> the only dog she likes is is Ella. Yeah. She's never met Belle. <laughs> Ella's a really good dog, Belle. Belle's Ella, Ella's really totally dog. listening right now. And I actually think when I pointed the the computer over earlier, I'm pretty sure she heard your voice, Allie, because she went. Yeah. She's like, she was like looking around. Where oh, is she? Oh, it's like my favorite animal, the herd, Allie. <laughs> I will make sure she <laughs> she is well behaved. Where does she need to go? I love her. And I nip her heel. <laughs> um, well, I did. I I had this. Uh, obviously, the, the women's performance summit was this last weekend, mm-hmm. which Catherine just flipping crushed it. It was congratulations by the way. Look yes. awesome. I'm sorry. I was off the grid camping. I know, I know. I was like, I had a super busy weekend, so I can't wait to get back in and see everything. I got, I, I was in a couple different times and I was like, ah, I just don't have time to sit this weekend. So I'm excited to kind of get back in and watch some of them. But, but we had a question that came up in one of the, um, Christy was a panel. She did, I, she did speak. So yeah, I, I did speak somewhat, but <laughs> But one of the women asked about getting back into events after a DNF. And I was, I, I, I gave an answer that I thought was decent. And it's kind of how I look at things like where, you know, basically what I said is that the only person that cares that you didn't finish was you. Mm-hmm. So move on past it. Like nobody's, nobody's sitting here judging you thinking you didn't finish that event. So you're, you shouldn't try another one. But I had this realization in the middle of the night that I was like, what I, what I should have answered was something that you had said when you were on a year ago, which is that start lines are more important than finish lines. And, you know, it just, that phrase has resonated with me a lot. And I think 2021 is going to be a lot about start lines more than finish lines for a lot of people. So. Yeah. Start lines are terrifying. (laughs) I mean, finish lines are what they are. Um, they can be celebratory. They can be, it's just a drag and like <laughs> struggle bus city to get there. And usually, you know, you finish, but if you don't, I mean, I don't know, it's just showing up. And I think that's what we learned in 2020, right. It's just mm-hmm. showing up like you checking on me, like how, how am I doing? How are you doing? You know, like checking on each other, like we were talking about grace and that's just going to be a really resounding factor of 2020 is giving yourself grace and others, assuming you're doing your best and assuming they're doing their best as well. And so, yeah, I mean, DNFs are hard, right? But the start line should be celebrated, I think far more. Although I don't want it more, like I'm already like terrified eating all my nails and like (laughs) sweating bullets. So we don't need to make, I'm just saying for Unbound, it does, or Big Sugar, whatever else you're doing, Christy, you don't need to make them more like- No, no, no. For me. (laughs) Because I am already like about to like launch into outer space with stress. So (laughs) there's so many people. (laughs) So many people. You're doing waves this year though, or it's more spread out this year, right, Christy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it will be. Um, It's going to be like a big, checkerboard pattern. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. 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 There'll be a little bit more space. Um, but I had a hard time with DNFing. I remember the first, uh, when I was racing road, like the first time the team plan was that I DNF, like go so hard till you vomit, pull the plug, get in the team car and recover for the next, like it was a one day race, you know? And, and they were really nervous about applying that strategy to the race because once you like 
choose to quit, not like DNF because mechanical or sickness or crashing or something, but like, you're like, I'm going to race till this mile marker and then I'm done. (laughs) And it was really hard. And they kept asking me like, how are you mentally? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think so. But I'll never forget that though. Like Mm -hmm. I chose to quit versus, you know, something happens. Um, but anyway. Yeah. That's going to be my mantra for 2021 is start lines. Start lines. Yeah. I think that's really important. It's just getting to the start line. Like I'm scared. Like now, like, you know, we haven't ridden with people. Like the biggest group I've been in with is like, I don't know. <laughs> did you, did you see that meme of like the start line with everybody coming back after spending 2020 on their indoor bike trainers? Like everybody, like it was, everybody was crashed out. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's why I'm like, I'm like so terrified. I'm like, I don't know how to ride with people. I'm like, get away from me. It's like, like what it's going to be is all the triathletes that got into gravel over the year. Uh, like skills are going to show up. Yeah, it was funny it's going to be gnarly. I was doing uh, an event a few weeks ago with, um, and the woman I ended up riding with was her very first gravel event. She hadn't had a, bi- a gravel bike that long and she was a triathlete. And um, we got to this field at the end and I realized like, oh, she, she really doesn't have any bike handling skills. Oh God. Cause you know how the field, like you have to be able to control your, so I was like, just surged to get away from her just because I've been that person before where I I'm usually I'm like, still that person. So I was like, I'm pretty sure between my not great bike handling skills and her lack of bike handling skills, we will crash, just crash straight into each other in this field. If one of us doesn't get out of the way. Yeah. I crashed yesterday and I got a sunburn. Yeah. Sunburn. That's it. That's a good one, Allie. Yeah. I got like a road ID sunburn. I'm like, I've worn this road ID for the last like 12 years of my life. Like how did I just get a tan line from it? <laughs> sunscreen sunscreen is your friend yeah I thought of Christy a lot because I rode um I did well I'm still signed up for lead lead boat which we talked about a year ago so look it's just like groundhog day still doing doing lead boat (laughs) (laughs) so I was like oh I should go ride my mountain bike a long time to see how that feels so I rode yeah 83 miles in a point-to-point mountain bike ride like 12,000 feet of climbing took me eight and a half hours and um it was gnarly lost blaze somewhere in the darkness and then finished woke up and he looks over at me and he goes just think this time in what is it august christy this time in august will already be the in 30 miles into 150 miles and i like have such a bike hangover like i can't move like my butt's sore my arms are sore like i have blisters on my hands <laughs> and I'm like, i also should have worn gloves <laughs> you went mountain biking without gloves yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't find them. It, it's dumb. Like I don't recommend that. It's just, <laughs> it, I like couldn't find them. And then I did it. And then I was like that, this is stupid. I'm like watching my hands blister. I'm like, well, this is dumb. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Okay. So we're going to see you at lead boat. Where, where else are we seeing you this year? So I have, um, uh, let's see. I assuming everything's okay in May, I'm going to go to Heiko, Texas for the gravel locos. He's like building this great community free event. And somehow I got signed up. So headed out there. Um, and then hopefully see you guys in unbound at unbound in Emporia, Kansas, June 5th. Um, and then, then it's just like kind of party bus the rest of the year. Like 
I think unbound is going to be my, you know, am I fit? Like who knows, like who knows what that looks like. And it'll also be the largest group of people I've ridden with for, I don't know, at this point, like a year and a half or Mm -hmm. something (laughs) terrified. Um, but you know, enjoy the, enjoy the experience. Um, and then, yeah, then it's just kind of party bus. So Oregon trail gravel grinder, which is in June in cascades, it's, you know, you camp around the cascades, um, up in Bend, Oregon area. So I think that'll be super fun. Um, I have like a event that in that, like a work event. So I think I might skip a day and like, actually have to go find internet and pitch something and you know, good luck to me. And then, uh, and then we're going to pack up our truck. So we've been building, um, out this, like trying to be like Tim and Christy with the Sprinter van, except it's like a Toyota Tacoma. So it's totally different, <laughs> but we got like a rooftop tent going. Oh, that was our other 2020 project. Like we just did an off the grid vehicle. So we went overland camping last this weekend and you know where your Sprinter van can't go, Christy, just saying. I know. We went like gnarly, like all the way up and we like just camp. And um, so we have a rooftop tent and like building this truck out. So we're going to take the truck with its wonderful gas mileage and then drive to um Colorado uh to do a lead boat uh hopefully if Christy's still game on Leadville stage race with her I'm working up that I don't know okay well let's think about it okay I haven't signed up I'm just like I I think you are signed up publicly just to call you out um (laughs) speaking about that uh and then doing lead boat uh so Leadville one day and then steamboat the next and then driving to Whitefish to support uh, my dear friend, Jess Sarah, and her partner, Sam, for the last best ride. Uh, that's our plan. And then camping along the way. So I think it'll be super cool. Um, and then I like splurged for an Airbnb in Whitefish. She's like, do you want to camp? I was like, oh no, not after camping, like on the way there. No. Yeah. I'm like a two night max camping person at this point. Um, and then, uh, probably go down to Wasatch for Jeff Louder has an event in Utah. So I think we'll just like hit that on our way back. So we're kind of going to do a six week tour of gravel events because I am pretty confident it's going to be okay by then, but I'm feeling good. I have my vaccine shot tomorrow. So I'm feeling good. First one, second one, first one. I want to get vaccinated so bad. (laughs) They just, they opened it up to everybody in Georgia last Thursday. And I could have actually gotten one Saturday, but I, I was like, I'm running a virtual conference. And if I don't feel good from the shot, I will be yeah. in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I think, well, I think April 15th, they said in California, they're opening it up to anybody over the age of 16 or something like that. Yeah. And Christy, you've had yours, right? Cause you're doing the clinics. I've had the first one. Yep. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's great. And then we volunteered last week as well. And that was the Johnson and Johnson for those folks that came through. So Lyon County, Kansas is I mean, it's, they're crushing it. Our health department is just, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. That's so um, cool. Yeah. I mean, our, I think by the time the event gets here, Unbound gets here, we'll, everybody in Lyon County that wants to be vaccinated will be. So that's, that's awesome. it. That makes it a lot safer for your county for people. It feels pretty yeah. good. Yep. Um, okay. I have another kind of serious question for you, mm-hmm. Allie. Um, Cause you've been in cycling for 12 years, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you started on the road circuit. So I, I actually, we had Catherine Bertine on a few weeks yeah. ago and I watched your documentary and saw your face on there. Yeah. Um, so now we all know what women's cycling is like. Yeah. From a standpoint. But what are you like, 
you know, talking about the next year and our hopes for the future and women and cycling and gravel specifically, like, what do you, what do you hope to see? What do you dream of? Well, equality is something obviously you want to dream of, but I feel like gravel is so much further advanced, uh, being a newer discipline, you know, newer quote unquote, uh, discipline in the sport where there weren't a lot of preconceived like structure and notions regarding Mm -hmm. women in the sport. Um, I think I just, I just want equality like where it's how I grew up and it's, it's naive of me, but you know, growing up remote with a dad with two daughters that didn't necessarily want daughters when he's like the most wonderful father, but like where there wasn't any sort of gender stereotypes and bounds and barriers, you know, like he just like, well, got daughters. You guys can do whatever you want. President be a NFL player. I don't care. Like, and he just never like him and my mom, like never put these like bubbles around me or put me in a box. And so I just didn't know that was like that until cycling basically. Cause then I played tennis in college and tennis, you know, thanks to, you know, trailblazers like Billie Jean King title nine, like, so tennis was super equal. And when I played, I played NCAA tennis and, you know, we have equal scholarship money. We like our, our women's tennis team was actually better than the men's tennis team. So like we were treated even better, but that's like bad to say too. So we were like equal. And then I, then I hit like road cycling and I'm just like, what in the WTF is going on? Like they want me to raise for $10,000 and then like quit everything in my life. Like you can't do that without parents or a partner. Like, how do you do that? So that's why I always work so I could do it. And that was fine. But then I, you know, I met Christy and her, incredible passion for promoting equality and bringing more women to gravel and more women to unbound 200 and, and just like had these initiatives. And then I was like, Oh, now this is my place where I get a line at the start line with everybody and ride with whoever I want. And I get equal media coverage. I don't personally, I don't need prize money and gravel. So like, I just get like to, I get equal opportunity to show up. And I think that's awesome. So ideally, yeah, equality, but where we don't have to talk about equality, I guess, is my dream world where you don't have to be like, there's so many women at this event. Like instead of just like, Hey, this is what, this is reality. Like it's 50, 50, or maybe it's 75% women, 25% men. Like, I don't care, but like, it's just reality is that we're showing up, which goes back to our 2021 mantra, showing up to start lines, supporting each other. And it's not about results or pay. It's just opportunity and it's equal opportunity. So I think that's my dream world. I love it. Me too. What I think about we're, we're getting closer. Like I really, yeah. I, we are, I just, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to make it about the race. I want to make it about, yeah, the opportunity, I guess. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 It's interesting because coming out of the, the summit this weekend, one of the most powerful sessions was it was all about performance, but we did a session on Saturday morning. Actually, Alexandra Christie, her last name. How do you say it? I, I say it Houchin. Houchin. Yeah. yeah so um, <laughs> Alexandra, <laughs> we know my propensity to say every name wrong. She spoke about um, belonging and cycling. And, and then we had a panel that spoke mm-hmm. on belonging. And there was this, there was a woman and she, 
um, was an older African-American woman. And she said, just talked about how she's felt so excluded um, and how people like even at races because she's slow. And like one time she was racing and she was slower and she's like, I know how to get past at a race because I'm slow. And so when I can safely move out of the way, I will get out of the way. And this guy came by me and he started screaming like, effing, 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 I'm racing here. And yeah. she's like, I never, I've never done another mountain bike event again because of that. So, um, so just this idea of like feeling like, like you the belong. The person that should be excluded is that jackass. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And she said like, past too. I get dropped all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she said like people went to bat for her, but still, oh, yeah. like still when you're, when that is your experience, you don't feel like you belong. So anyway, just like the whole idea of for equality, it's not necessarily like, I think the numbers, it's like when every woman feels like she can belong. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think, you know, we can thank, you know, icons in the sport that continue to do a good job at that. Like, with Christy, you know, at the finish line or rocking a top 10 finish, just making you feel welcome and you belong. And Rebecca Rush did the same for me as well. Um, we're no, and you know, and even at racing at my level, I was still really freaking intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I'm terrified. So, I mean, I guess we should think about that too. Like not take that lightly. Like if you're scared, there's 10,000 other people that are also feeling the same thing probably more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's good for people to hear that from you. Cause I think like everybody- they're not anticipating that you're scared. Yeah. Like, everybody thinks, Oh, terrifying. it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> everybody well, feels that way. well, you too, Catherine, cause you get my random phone calls listening to audiobooks and life. Yeah. I call Catherine like, what should I do with my life? <laughs> She's like, does that make you happy? And then I call Christy being like, I hate everything. I'm so scared. The pressure. <laughs> And she's like, oh man, just like go have some whiskey, like talk it out. It doesn't matter. You don't have to win, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's better. I don't have to win. Good. Cause I'm so, so scared. <laughs> you guys both get the brunt of my anxiety, huh? <laughs> Sorry, we're about to have a cat and dog fight over here. Um, <laughs> like cats and dogs, mainly cats. Um, it's just, you just like the cat. Yeah. Uh, Christy, what about you? What do you hope for the future of women's gravel? I, I mean, really, I think that that pretty much sums it up. It's just that I, I do think of gravel as being inclusive and, and, um, you know, I just want to keep challenging, um, the athletes that participate and the event directors that put on these events to continue to make the space. Um, it's, it, it, you know, truthfully, it's like at some point I don't want to have the conversation. I think that's the end goal, right. Is that we don't have to talk about it because it's, it's happened. Um, but obviously we're not in that, that place right now. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, it's just at least at the events that I'm going to be involved in, I'm trying as hard as I can to listen and make sure that, that, that those doors are open. Um, you know, I'm, that's, I think that's my goal for the future is just to continue to make sure that I'm holding that place. I do think, you know, in the, in these conversations, as we saw the, you know, the announcement of the other event that's here and the race that didn't, I mean, that kind of (laughs) took the misogynistic approach to some of their announcements and, and, you know, hearing from other women that were super frustrated with it. And, you know, I keep thinking that really 
if we can do our part, if I can do my part right now, then the next generation of race directors have a better spot to come, you know, to come in at. And, and maybe it's probably not going to be me that gets to see the conversation of equality stop, but hopefully the person behind me. And so a lot of times I look at it as my job is just to hold the line and make sure we don't go backwards. Um, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be so cool? Like if one day we just show up and it's not like, oh, 50% of our riders are female or, oh, we offer equal pay. You're like, yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> like, well, and you know, I think too, like, it, and I've had so many, like I had a really good friend of mine that made me aware that riding the 200 mile, racing the 200 mile was really hard for her, not because she didn't want to, but because the way their family and their life was structured, it was really hard. And yeah. so, you know, I gave, I'm, I'm not saying I'm giving up on a 50, 50 start line for the 200, but I really am looking at, I look at our event across all the distances. Yeah. As because, it should be. Yeah. I mean, because there's, there's a time and place in your life where, you know, and, and women, yeah. we have a different role. <laughs> yeah. There was somebody on the Facebook group that, um, I can't remember if they signed up for the 50 or the 25. They got in, it seemed like they got in recently and they were asking a ton of questions and you could tell it was like their first event. And somebody yeah. was like, uh, I wouldn't go to Kansas. Like I wouldn't make the big, big deal this year for all, for just that distance. And I was like, screw you. Holy like shit. every yeah. distance, like every starting line matter is, is important. It's all about you showing up. And that's why I, I don't like, I could care less about coming in and racing something anymore. I did that with triathlon but I still get so much out of me when I decide to show up, you know, Yeah, showing up, um, and being part of the community and celebrating something together. And so, you know, I think we can't ever underestimate starting lines and those starting lines might just be like, I decided I'm going to ride my first, you know, 20 miles by myself <laughs> this year. And that's, that's it, you know, or it might be coming to a big event, but I do want people to come to events because I do think it shows the industry that to take women seriously. That's a whole marketing conversation that we could have. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> whole marketing conversation. <laughs> well, it, is, it goes back to showing up, right? Yeah. And I think that's important. But like, yeah, every distance should be celebrated. Every athlete should be celebrated. Like, and I think, you know, you do a great job with it, Christy, and showing like, it's not about winning. <laughs> like, God, no. Like, that's not even impressive. Like, yes, and I have won your event, but like, that was a great personal feat for me. Like, that was just like me against me in my head. But you did something with that win as well. I hope I made a difference. And so I think, I mean, to me, that's, you know, I agree that I'm not, of course, we celebrate the winners. Just, I mean, that happens, but good Lord. the tears that have fallen for other athletes at that finish line, you know? And I think, you know, that's the thing that we, we, that I would only ask if, especially of our, of our female champions, um, is to share the stoke and the love and encourage the next woman to decide that she can try it too. And it's okay if it's just 25 miles, because it's not just 25 miles. I hate that we put just in front of stuff. Um, I hate it when an athlete does it. I hate that. I'm like, you're not just doing 25 miles. I will say, 
and this woman's defense, because I don't want, if she listens to the podcast, yeah. I don't want you to feel, I'll call, I'll call Sarah said, we can call in and not out. I think what she was trying to say was this isn't the year because there's not going to be the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. But I would challenge that just to say, if this is important to that person, it doesn't matter what, what this year is going to be like. It's, it's what they get out of showing up at the star line. And obviously yep. from the questions she's asking, it's important to her. Yeah. So, well, so let, here's to more women at start lines. I, I, start lines. That. I had a really good <laughs> quote. Um, I'm just looking it up now. So, hope I find it relatively quickly. Um, but I think it goes to start lines and showing up and like basically like choosing your own race. Like, I think that was basically like the quote I was looking for, but it's like, once you're like in a race, like you can choose your own, like that's what start lines is, right? You're choosing your own target goal. So it's like, once you realize like you're running the wrong lane and you're like doing what everyone else expects you to do, you can look left, change lanes, and then you win your own race. And I think that to me is the only way I can find like satisfaction in what I do. Like, oh, I, should I go to the Olympics? Should I have this career? Should I be a mom? You know, like all these things that we, we juggle, like, you have all this guilt and shame on balancing too much. Are you training enough? Are you being a good enough partner, mom, sister, whatever, and choose, you know, find your own lane and then race that race. And then you win. And that, yeah. that, that race is just being the best version of yourself. So that's getting to start lines and kind of defining your own, like what, what is success to you? What challenges you, what inspires you finding that and it's not just 25 miles. It's hell yes. I'm going to rock this because I need to show up and you need to push yourself. And that's what events are really great for. Cause you know, racing against yourself. I get very lonely. I talk to myself a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, before we go, Allie, um, tell us you've got one You've got a new venture where people can see you pretty regularly. Oh yeah. We almost that's skipped this. <laughs> I, always in the field. I can't say people's name, Christy, but I always write down the thing that we're supposed to talk about. I've, I've got it right here. <laughs> That's I just like you say people's names. <laughs> I've got it. I just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, I have a, um, I started a new YouTube venture with a really rad group of a, like ton of correspondents from all over the world. So Preen TV and I have a weekly YouTube thing now called Allie in the Field or in the field with Allie. I call it Allie. Allie in the field. I, I like Allie in the field. <laughs> it's in the field with Allie. I think I don't even know. So it's called that it's on uh yeah. If you do like at go on Instagram or uh, just do preem TV and YouTube or find the website. Um, super cool. Uh, I've only have two episodes up and I just filmed my third one, which you guys are going to love. I called it. Um, I'll just give you a little heads up. I called it 50 shades of gravel. So I'm going to cover like all the different types of gravel and like what tire pressure you should run. And like, oh, was, like very popular topic. We'll definitely post it in the women's group. Yeah. You, have you looked at Neil Shirley's gravel chart? Oh no. Oh boy. No, Good. mine's like not, he sounds smarter than me. Mine is like, <laughs> like one, like you're racing a crit 10. You're like rock crawling, convinced you're a Red Bull athlete. Nice. And then I, I left like a middle five to eight range of like chunk factor. I call it in my 50 shades of gravel of like man eating sand pits, 
peanut butter derailleur ripping off like mud, you know, like, cause there's some variables. It's very not scientific. I can't wait. Yeah. So 50 shades of gravel. Yeah. And then we, yeah, we filmed yesterday when I lost my partner in the dark 83 miles mountain bike riding. It's cool. He found an e-bike friend. E-bike friend had a light, so we we found out. Nice. <laughs> You're like, I'm sticking with the e-bike. Even if the e-bike can go a lot faster than me at this point because they're on an e-bike. <laughs> yeah, but the e-bike guy had a light. I was like, Blaze is out there without a light. So, yeah, so it's cool. Um, yeah, but find like if you look at GoPream, you can ask me questions or just like DM me or comment on Instas or something and, and I'm just gonna cover I'm gonna interview. Are, are yeah. Preem is P-R-E-E-M. If people yeah. are like, what word are you saying? Yeah, go preem. <laughs> P-R-E-E-M. And then, yeah, I'm going to interview you guys for my show. So exciting. Yay. Well, thank you so much for celebrating our birthday with us. And colorful clothes to celebrate our birthday with us. Yeah. I I, I dressed up to party. (laughs) We will hopefully see you live at Unbound Gravel. Yes. I will be there and I'll film uh, Prime TV there. Love it. In a cornfield probably that'd probably be pretty funny let me Chris, know can i borrow one of your desks yeah for okay. sure all right all right thank you you have been listening to the girls gone gravel podcast this podcast is edited and produced by the team at live feisty media if you've enjoyed the show please leave us a rating it really helps other women find the podcast And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.